Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. folks here we go one more time we're back again i told you we come back again with chad thurston a former fort wayne police officer he's going to start telling us now a little bit about his life as an attorney a defense attorney with uh, tracy rossworm law and we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that and see what's going on uh chad go ahead and uh i'm going to ask you a couple of questions you left the fort wayne police department you started you went to the uh, allen county prosecutor's office left there and now you're with Tracy Rossworm, her law office and just tell us kind of what is it you do and then get into that and then we'll dig into some stories maybe. Um, I provide criminal defense for clients from anywhere from traffic citations up to felonies. Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, you've gone to court against some of your maybe People you know, some uh, police officers, maybe. Yes, I have. Um, they, they consider that the dark side, right? Is that, is that what they call it? You, you crossed over to the dark side. That's the term. <laughs> Apparently, I sold my soul, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I, I don't know. That's what they've been saying. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't really listen to it. Those <laughs> so, that those that know me don't don't entertain it. Now, now the inner the ignorant ones, they may have something more negative to say. So what? I mean, did you always want to be on this side, or did you? choose to come to the side mm. no, yeah. no absolutely not i mean as police officers uh, the way you're trained and you believe uh, there it was the dark side mm-hmm. i never experienced what it truly meant to be a defense attorney until mm-hmm. i became one um it was it was always they were always the bad guy the defense attorneys slimy never <laughs> liked any of them okay <laughs> so that was the last thing i would ever thought I would have done. And now look at where you're at. I know. (laughs) Scary. So there's got to be, and I'm I'm telling you, there's got to be an advantage to being who you are if you go up against a police officer, right? Absolutely. Okay. And to me, if I were on the other side and I knew you were a former cop and now all of a sudden I'm in in the box there and you're questioning me, I'd be a little nervous. Tell me, what advantage do you think you bring working here? I think the advantage that I bring is that I understand what police officers go through. Um, As we talked about previously, I've been through nearly every aspect of policing there is. So I understand the mindset, what's going through the officers' minds. I understand police procedure, you know, like the back of my hand. Um, I can read between the lines because officers don't always write detailed reports. What? What? Say it isn't so I know. Shocking, isn't it? (laughs) Wait, wait. Now, you had to write reports. Did you write detail? No, wait. I'm a, no, no, I'm going to tell you you did because I remember you and I doing reports. <laughs> you you put a lot of detail into what it was because we were always afraid we were going to get tripped up at some time in court. We were trying to cover ourselves. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> okay. okay. We were detailed. The more detailed the report, the more sketchy the whole issue was. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> So you said a lot of officers didn't put detail in the report, and you knew this. So on your from your point of view now, you're seeing a lot of holes. 
You're seeing where yes. you can trip somebody up. I can find the holes. And honestly, I'm not looking to trip people up. Um, mm-hmm. That's a misconception. Uh, that's that's the whole stigma of a defense attorney being slimy. I'm not looking for that. Anybody right. that right. I worked with uh-huh. that worked for me knows they were taught how to do things the right way. Right. As long as they do that and maintain their professionalism as a defense attorney, yeah. I have nothing for them. I can't punch holes where there's no holes to punch. I got you. I it's the you. ones that try to take the shortcuts uh, or lie. Those are the ones that I'm going to exploit because I want to see it. And it makes me angry because I considered myself more of a professional than that. I didn't right. tolerate those type of officers before. Right, right. And, and again, I can attest to the fact that you were not that kind of guy. Did we do some crazy things? Yes. yes. But, I mean, when it came down to telling the truth or writing it up and, and the way it was done, that was what we did. Absolutely. And, uh, that, but, again, on where you're at, you see things at a different angle. You can see and you know where officers could get themselves in a bind. Yes. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, are you able to pick up a police report and say this didn't happen? As you're reading it, can you almost say this did not happen the way it is? I, there's sometimes I'll read things and I'm, it's hard to believe that it happened the way they're saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when we dig further to look for other pieces of evidence that either uh, corroborate what they're saying or contradict what they're saying. Right. And that's when we determine whether or not we need to you know, make those arguments. You're competitive, aren't you? Absolutely. And you want to win. Always win. But you want to win the right way. Yes, I'm not going to take shortcuts. Yeah, so if there's something there and you can go get it, you're going after it. Absolutely. Okay, and I, I know that about it. <laughs> if you're coaching any sports, you're competitive and you want to win, which, which is fine. I believe, uh, and, and correct, you can say yes or no on this one. Someone like you would make an officer like me want to do it right and make sure all the, you know, the I's are dotted and T's are crossed because if I know I'm going up against you. So you got to make sure it's done right. So I think you're a good person to have on that side if people would look at you at that. But I think you've been getting some grief, haven't you? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of negative comments that I hear from other people. Naturally, they won't say it to me, but you hear it word of mouth. I would do anything I could to help officers, you know, be better at what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, But they also need to know that if they do plan on taking shortcuts or not be truthful, I'm going to find it. Mm-hmm. So have you run into, with that question being asked before, have you run into officers that you've worked with sitting across or you have to question? Yes. And is it, do you find that difficult to do? No, not at all. Uh, simply because I've worked with them thousands of times. Mm-hmm. I, I know the person, I know the type of work ethic they have, and I know the type of work product that they produce. Okay. So you haven't found it as a problem to cross-examine? Absolutely not. Do, do they take it personal? Some do. Some have taken it very personal. They feel like I'm attacking them or trying to trip them up somehow, when in reality we're just trying to establish some things um, and to get some clarification, especially if the reports aren't detailed or if there are some contradictions that are found. You know, we... When we question them, it gives them an opportunity to clarify that. Mm-hmm. Or they have no no uh, basis for doing what they did. Now, when someone tells you all oh, your clients are guilty anyway, do you believe that? Or you never ask that question? I, I, you see this on TV. Okay, you're the guy. Do you ever ask a question to that person or don't you want to know? 
I let the client explain to me um, and from their perspective what happened. Now, whether or not they choose to lie to me, we have no control over that. But have I found people that were not guilty? Yeah. Uh, and again, the way the criminal justice system is designed, uh, it's not always what the officer knows. It's what they can prove in court. Okay. So that's where the gray area comes in, and that's where um, some of the struggles begin. So when someone says all oh, your clients are guilty, do you find that hard, no, if you know, helping that person out? No, absolutely not. I'm a professional. I'm here to do a job. I know and understand the law, and we're going to abide by the law as it's written. And we'll make the appropriate arguments for uh, the client and uh, let the justice system prevail. So where you sit, you're doing a service. Is that what I'm getting? I'm just... I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, absolutely. I'm, don't let me put words in your mouth. You got to say what you got to say. When, when I first... Well, as a kid, I was in the military. I served my country for almost eight years. Mm -hmm. Then I served my community in law enforcement for almost 25 years. Mm -hmm. As a criminal defense attorney, we are still protecting the rights of the people. That's the same thing that we did in the military and the same thing we did in law enforcement. Okay. I'm it's just you. from a different perspective. I'm with you. So, yes, I do believe in serving. I have my whole life. Okay. And <clears throat> I'm not trying to start an argument here, but you know people are probably <laughs> listening and going, no, wait a minute, that guy's helping the bad guy out. What do, what do you say to that? I mean, how do you answer that? When, when the officers are mad at you because they feel that you're helping the bad guy. It's about checks and balances. If we didn't have criminal defense attorneys to defend people's rights, okay. then we're, who would stop the police? How far would they take things? Okay. Right. That's And that's why we have to have checks and balances. Criminal defense attorneys are doing just that, to keep things in line and to keep the criminal justice as it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, fair, impartial, okay, just. I'm, I'm with you. Keep going, rolling. You just want to roll there. Don't, don't let me stop you. <laughs> well, it's something I'm passionate about okay. because, again, it comes to it comes down to helping people, right? And that's what it's all about to me. Okay, all right. So you would want somebody like you if you got in trouble, or was would, accused of something that you didn't do. Well, of course, if you want to win, <laughs> then yeah, you would want me. <laughs> <laughs> okay i was gonna name some other attorneys let me just keep quiet <laughs> keep it on the good side and and you enjoy what it is you do you enjoy it now here's a tough question if you had the opportunity to go back to the prosecutor's office would you go Ooh, what you got to say now um, and you want to think about that a while we can come back to it well, there's an interesting story to that because uh -oh. when I was at the prosecuting attorney's office, mm -hmm. and this is nobody's fault, but the way things are at that time, I had to take a huge pay cut going from police officer to a deputy prosecuting attorney. Also, it's all about the money. Partly. I mean, it comes down to a lifestyle. I mean, it was a significant <clears throat> change. It was over 25% decrease in my wages. Okay. To become a criminal def or to become a prosecuting attorney. Okay. Um, with that being said, 
I was approached by Marsha Linsky, one of my law partners here in this law firm. Mm -hmm. She was our drug prosecutor. Mm -hmm. You're in mine. It's okay to say the name. Yes. She uh, she was our drug prosecutor, oh, yeah. so we good. have a long history she with Marcia. Good. She knew what she was doing, yeah. Yes, and I spoke with her, and mm -hmm. she basically recruited me to come here. Uh, pay is a lot better. Uh, and I, it gave me a chance to have Marcia as my mentor. There you go. And that was a big thing for me, mm -hmm. because just because I was a cop for 24 years has nothing to do with being a lawyer. Did it help? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was still so different. Right. And Marsha has been my mentor to help, you know, guide me and teach me through these last couple of years. It was invaluable. Good. Um, and that was my main reason for leaving the prosecuting attorney. Uh, would I go back? I would love to go back, um, given the right circumstances. And, and maybe one day we'll see. Now, now, say that other part. You say given the right circumstances. You're ready to say something else. Come on. Go ahead and say it. It's okay. Well, as far as the money? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's about money. I mean, I got a lifestyle, too, just like anybody else. You know what my law school bills are? You still have bills? I thought they took care of that. Man, we worked a long time together. I know you don't count that high, so it's it's a lot. <laughs> okay. See, now, and again, folks, we're talking to Chad Thurston, a former Fort Wayne police officer, and uh, he's now working at Ross Worm, Tracy Ross Worm Law, law Firm, and uh, she's uh, he's on the... the uh, the uh, dark side is what they call it. But uh, as you can tell, he's very passionate about what he does. So, But if you had the opportunity to go back and the money was right, you would go back to the prosecutor side. Yes, because I still believe in what they do. Okay. But at this point right now, you believe in what you're doing right here. Oh, yeah. You believe We're you still, belong I'm, in this spot right here. I'm still serving the people. Okay. All right. Well, that that's always good. And then, yeah. you, like we discussed, I mean, it's hard for a police officer, and, and even me, I mean, I'm not in it. Uh, I'm retired. To see a policeman go to the other side, I always think they know the secrets of what we did. And then they can always get us. But it's hard for a policeman to accept you on that other side. Yeah. The people that worked with me closely, um, we don't have an issue. Right. Um, we understand. There, will there be some jokes? Absolutely. You know, it's just wrong. It is wrong. You know, because I've got feelings, Cleveland. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean we. They understand. They know who I am and where yeah. my heart is, and they know that I'm not the type of person that's going to try to be that slimy attorney that we all grew to hate. Mm -hmm. Just real quick, we can brush over this if you want to talk a little bit longer. How did your family take this switch? I mean, they knew you, police officer, you know, out there, you know, giving it to folks if they needed it and helping people who need it. And then all of a sudden you went over, I keep saying a dark side, you went on the uh, public defender side. Uh, and uh, what, what, what did your family think? They actually struggled with it, um, especially my children who are now grown. But they're like, how can, you know, you sit across the table from a child molester and actually try to defend them? Mm -hmm. And it's a and it's a valid point. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. But again, I bring it back to they even as a child molester, they still have rights mm -hmm. and those rights need to be protected. Mm -hmm. The justice system will decide whether or not they are sentenced to prison or if they're freed. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to believe in the process and how it works. Right. Um, and if everything's done right and the evidence there, then justice will be done. There you go. So your family okay with it? They see you into it now and they're okay with it? Yeah, they, they're they okay with it. Uh, 
they think I work too much. But ah. then again, so do I. Ah. But um, no, they're they're okay with everything now. Okay. Real quick, give me one good memory from uh, Fort Wayne. When you were in Fort Wayne, what was a good memory that you knew that you kept inside of you that was made you believe I belong here in blue doing this job? Wow. There are a lot of really powerful memories, good and bad. Give me a good one. Um, good one. We were, I think it was a condemned house, uh, located a family who was basically homeless. Mm -hmm. um, but for whatever reason, they couldn't find the shelters to take the whole family unit. They didn't want to be separated. Right. So they had used an abandoned house and it was freezing cold that mm -hmm. night. And, uh, trying to help them with services obviously on third shift you know what that's like oh, yeah. that's about impossible to try yeah. to get anybody yeah. at night so uh, we put them up in a hotel and uh, made arrangements for them the next day to get the family um, for some support and right. get help get them on their feet and then having the children come up and hug you for you what go. you did for them there you go that made it all worthwhile so you stayed with that family until you knew they were safe somewhere yes yeah, that that that's a good feeling inside. It is. Tell me one on this this job you're doing now. Come on, Mister Attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Some something good. Come on, you did something. You, hey, you're doing good for people, no matter which way. Uh, the good that I find here is that a lot of these criminals either have mental health issues or substance abuse issues. Okay. Um, when you see them on the street as an officer, they're at their worst. Right. And then as a defense attorney, we see them when they're in need and mm -hmm. when they are not being high and not being crazy. Right. Uh, they're two totally different people. The, oftentimes when they're sent to prison, mm -hmm. the issue is never resolved. They still have the mental health or substance abuse issue. Right, right. So identifying that early and able to get them into programs to help to actually address those issues, mm -hmm. um, that I find very rewarding. Because at the end of the day, um, did they go to prison? Maybe or may not. But they were put in programs to help uh, make them better. And that way, when they do uh, come back from their sentence, they're better people. Gotcha. And they got a better chance to, you know, avoid being arrested again. So you're really doing the exact same thing, regardless if you were in uniform or are you working here as a... It's just from a different angle. Yeah, it, it, sounds, it sounds exactly the same. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good stuff. Chad, one final question for you. Short and sweet because we only got a few more minutes left here. What would you tell a new rookie police officer? What would you tell them? They're coming out, they're coming out of the academy. What would you tell them? Wow. Give them, give them one piece of advice they need to either be a pitfall or something to look forward to. What, what would you tell them? I would tell them to listen more than they speak. I would tell them to always try to make themselves better a better person and better in their job we talk as police officers they talk about having a toolbox and right. filling that toolbox with different tools right. and i would encourage them to advance their education advance their knowledge of the law um, just to make themselves better both personally and professionally excellent good advice because they've got a class going through right now and i'm sure they probably would need to hear from you need to hear from you for how to write good reports. And uh, they also would need to hear that advice because that's uh, 25 years of law enforcement and knowledge. Again, that's Chad Thurston, 
former Fort Wayne police officer. And now he's working with Tracy Rossworm Law and uh, right downtown in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. We'll be back again next week with another segment. I'm not sure who we're going to have, but we will be back. Thanks for listening to Police Pod Talk. I'm your host, Cleveland.